Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has any jo- anyone joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. My name is Mary Raja Yes, he does, Sister Yvonne. He sure does have our back. And yes, he's good all the time. All the time. Yes. You have a... You have a... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, Susie, um, on Monday, she's going to help me do the greeting. So, oh. just telling everybody what I say, everybody. Oh, that is awesome. And that's going to be. That's going to be. Oh, that's. That's awesome. That's going to be on Monday, huh? Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning of course, of course. Good morning, everybody. Guys. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Go ahead. And who was that? Deborah Evans. Good morning, morning Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, Deborah Evans. And who else was that? <laughs> Mona? Would anyone else like to say good morning? Happy Thursday morning from Sharon. Good morning, Sharon. Happy Thursday morning to you as well. Good morning. It's Who is that? I heard two people. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry. Good morning. It's Brother Michael. Oh, good morning, Brother Michael. Good morning. And this is Miss Barb. God bless everyone. Oh, I heard Miss B. And who is that? And who just said something? Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning, Mom. <laughs> I heard several at the same time. I could not hear. Okay, who is it again? Sister Priscilla, good morning. Good morning, Pr- Sister Priscilla. And who else? Good morning, Mom. Priscilla here. Oh, good morning. Good to hear your voice, too. Does anyone else join the call who would like good, to say good, good morning? Mo- good morning. This is Sister Stephanie. How are you this morning? Good morning, Sister Stephanie. I'm doing very well. And how about you? I am truly blessed and highly favored. Thank you. You're so welcome. And I am as well. God is good. <clears throat> Is anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Patricia. 
Good morning, Patricia. Good morning, it's Carla. Good morning, Carla. Anyone else mm-hmm. like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. It's Rochelle. Happy Thanksgiving Thursday. Good morning, Rochelle. The same to you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Anyone else like to say good morning? Okay, would anyone else like to say good morning before I get started with the greeting and hosting? Well, Kenny, good morning, everyone. My name is Susie, and I am your host. And thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. (coughs) If you've been joining us this month, our theme has been on the topic of purpose. We hope that you have been enjoying the messages. Excuse me, I'm sorry. We hope that you have been enjoying the messages. Be sure to join us in February for our new monthly theme entitled Position. You don't want to miss what God wants to teach you on this subject matter. There are two announcements today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature by Peter Sazero. The call will take place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time right here by dialing the same number tonight. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truth along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. DeclareVictory.org, PayPal.me forward slash Declare Victory, or Cash App, dollar sign I Declare Victory Now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for giving and trusting in Him. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Angela. The declaration will be brought by Pastor Winton. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declare, Pastor Winton. And I will repeat that. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Angela. And the declaration will be brought by Pastor Witten. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is Micah 6 and 8. He has told you, O man, what is good 
And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Angela. Everyone have a wonderful and blessed day. God bless you all. Hallelujah. God, we thank you on this morning, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we thank you on this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you for this day. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. That we woke up with you on our mind. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we thank you on this morning. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Oh, we lift up your name on this morning because you are good. You are good. You are good. We lift you up on this morning because you are good. Hallelujah. We thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, and we bless you on this morning, God. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we lift up your name, God. Hallelujah. We lift up your name, Jesus, on this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, God, search us on this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, God, everything you find that's not like you, God, cleanse and purge us, oh, God. Father, forgive us of our sins. Hallelujah. Forgive us, Father, of our shortcomings. Hallelujah. Our motives and intent that was not like you, God. Forgive us and cleanse us, God. As we come before you, forgive us of our sins, God. As we come before you, Jesus, we come before you humbly, God. Hallelujah lifting up your great name, lifting up your mighty name, because you are good, God. Hallelujah. We adore you, Father. Hallelujah. You are the great and one and holy one, God. You are the great I am. Oh, God, you are everything to us, Father. Hallelujah. Father, you are magnificent and holy. Hallelujah. You are the very breath that we breathe. Hallelujah. You are our sight, God. You are the touch in our hands, God. Hallelujah. You have our minds, God, all set up in you, God. You are our righteousness, God. Hallelujah. The great and one and mighty God, full of compassion, full of goodness, full of love. Hallelujah. The great redeeming God. Hallelujah. You redeem all things, God. Hallelujah. We lift you up and we adore you on this morning. Oh, wonderful Savior. Oh, wonderful King, great and mighty King. Hallelujah. We lift up our voice this morning, giving you praise, giving you honor, and giving you glory because glory is due unto you, God. We say, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who is and is to come. Oh, God, we glorify your name and we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for keeping us all night long, God. We thank you for 
blessing us. We thank you for recalibrating our bodies and our minds through the night, God. We thank you for restoration of our bodies, God. We thank you for restoration of our minds, God. We thank you, God, that we take on, Father, a new mind today, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you glory and honor and praise. Thank you for keeping us safe through the night. Thank you that no bullet came near us, God. Thank you, Father, that we didn't get a knock on the door last night, God. Thank you and we praise you, God. Thank you for another day to open up our eyes, God, to be able to open up our mouth, God, and give you praise, God. You said in your word, hallelujah, to open up our mouths and give you all the praise and glory that's due to you. So today we thank you and we are grateful. We're grateful and we're thankful, God. We're grateful and we're thankful, God. Oh, God, that you're so mindful of us. God. We thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. For we know that we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Hallelujah. We have liberty in Christ. Hallelujah. We know that we have victory through Christ. Hallelujah. God, you said that we are joint heirs with Christ. Hallelujah. Lord, we believe that we are called in Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we know we're sitting in heavenly places in Christ. Hallelujah. And we have boldness in Christ and access through you. Hallelujah. And we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. We are partakers in Christ. Hallelujah. Oh God, we are complete in Christ. Hallelujah. So we thank you on this morning. So we praise you on this morning. So we worship you on this morning, giving you all the praise, giving you all the glory, giving you all the adoration. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, God, we lift up, God, those with sick bodies, God. Oh, God, Father, and we declare victory over their bodies, God. Reset that body, God. Hallelujah. Restore the body to your original. Oh, God, design in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God, we pray now, God. We declare that cancer is dried up. Hallelujah. We declare that lupus is rectified. Hallelujah. We declare that children's disease is rectified. Hallelujah. We declare that back spasms. Hallelujah. Spinal injuries, God, in the name of Jesus. Our renal system. Hallelujah. We declare it functioning as you ordained it to be, God. We declare now in the name of Jesus, our musculatory system, God. Oh, God, our nervous system, God. High blood pressure, low blood pressure. Hallelujah. Oh, God, diabetes, God, we declare it rectified now in the name of Jesus. Chronic headaches, oh, God, acute headaches, God, in the name of Jesus. Allergies and hay fevers, God, skin irritations, God, shingles and flu, God. Oh, God, we stand up against it now and we declare that we are healed. We declare that we are whole in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we stand up against Corona 
coronavirus, God. Oh, God, we thank you for strong immune systems, God. Breathe, Father. Breathe into the lungs, God. Breathe into those lungs, God, of those suffering from coronavirus, God. Breathe, Father. Go down deep. Hallelujah. Breathe into the lungs, God. Breathe. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we declare it now, God. We send out our word, God. You said in your word, God. Father, if we opened up our mouth, hallelujah, you would perform what we said, God. So we're opening our mouths, God, and we're asking you, Jesus, and we're declaring, God, after we ask, God, and we believe your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, hallelujah. We thank you, God, and all the I 
uh, and rehearsing those stories and rehearsing those narratives and going over that stuff that we negate uh, or forget to see purpose. Uh, there are times when we are in the middle of pain, that pain becomes so large and purpose becomes so small. Uh, so, so I want to really, really encourage you even today um, through this word that can be found in the book of Joel. The book of Joel, uh, the second chapter, the book of Joel, the second chapter, and uh, the 23rd, I think I'm going to start at the 23rd verse. I'll just read 23 through 26, uh, and then we'll go from there. It reads, be glad, O children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the early rain for vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain, the early and the latter rain, as before. 24 says, the threshing floor shall be full of grain. The vats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army, which I sent among you. 26 says, you shall eat in plenty. Somebody ought to receive that and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never again be put to shame. My people shall never again be put to shame. I, I, I want to use this uh, just, just for the next couple of moments to encourage you from this thought. Uh, Grace to recover. Do me a favor and write that down. I, I, you can make your declaration simply, I've been graced to recover. I've been graced to recover. I've been graced to recover. Uh, when we deal with the thought of grace, right, when we deal with the notion of grace, the general consensus that we've all heard is that it's unmerited favor from God. Uh, not necessarily that we deserve it, but but yet he grants it to us anyway. So oftentimes when we look at grace in its totality, um, we present it as forgiveness or God looking past the fine details uh, to bring us to a current place of good standing. Uh, but 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 the challenge then of misrepresenting grace uh, is that sometimes it is used as a preventative measure, uh, or or it gives the appearance that God does not chastise us as needed. So that's the challenge. So 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 we got to make sure that when we're dealing with the notion of grace, that we understand that while yes, uh, God is able to, as the old people used to say, look beyond our faults, all of the above. Uh, grace is not an excuse to be reckless. But but now, just like we talked about those that, that, that grace and what that looks like, there are also seasons in our lives where if we continue in a certain path, the grace lifts off of us. I'll give you an example. It's, it's, it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. But but for us parents, there are things that you have prayed with your children about, prayed for your children for, you've covered them in prayer, uh, uh, but they continue to do whatever they want to do. And, and, and there are seasons where grace lifts, my God. And, and we don't like to talk about that because we like to talk about the grace will always cover. Uh, but, 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 but it does not mean that God has taken his hand off of us. 
it simply means that he has lifted his grace off of us. So whereas you may not have felt the effects in a former season of a certain thing, when you continue to do something, knowing that he's telling you not to do it, then there is a season where he lifts the grace off. Now, that's grace. But then when we talk about this notion of recovery, then we have to talk about a regaining or, or, or the coming back of or, or a restoration uh, to, a, to a previous state or to a better state. Um, but the danger with church culture, all right, I'm, I'm going to offend somebody, but it's okay, uh, is that while we preach restoration, uh, we, we, we really don't like to talk about the work that it takes uh, after being restored. See, it's one thing to be restored, but then there is work that each of us have to do after restoration. Think about it in your relationships. When you have, when there has been something that has happened, uh, it is not just good enough to apologize. After the apology, there must be some work. So, so, so we love to talk about the God who restores and grace that redeems and all of that, right? Uh, but, but what we don't like to talk about is that after we have been restored, then we have work to do. So just like in the hospital, you go into surgery, you come out, they place you, the first place you go is recovery. But after recovery, there is what? Physical therapy. Why? Because there is work to be done, even though there has been, you have been in recovery. And so when we talk about the notion of grace, we got that. When we talk about recovery, but then when we talk about grace to recover, then that also means that now, just like grace is something that is extended from God, uh, uh, there is some stuff that some people will not recover from. But you and I, those who are chosen, those who are the children of God, we have been graced to recover. Everybody doesn't have the grace to recover. Uh, 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 There's some stuff you have been through that has killed other people, yet you have had the grace to recover. So let's talk about this today because there's a couple of things that I want to highlight that are kind of happening in this text, uh, and hopefully we can kind of get to where we need to be and it will encourage your hearts. Uh, Experiencing the grace to recover uh, means a couple of things for us. In order to properly recover, in order to properly recover, in order to find your purpose and or walk in your purpose post-pain, uh, you, 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 you first have to have an awareness of your condition. You've got to have an awareness of your condition. Uh, let me say this. It's a dangerous thing when you're in something so deep uh, that, that you can't even acknowledge what's going on around you. Uh, I, I want to bring us into the text today because I know y'all are kind of waiting on that part. But, but uh, we are now dealing with particularly the people of Judah of course, which you know was one of the tribes of Israel, uh, they, they, they are struggling uh, because they, in, in a former season and in a former time, uh, they, they were trusting God, they were with God, they leaned on God, they depended on God. But now they find themselves in a very, very different predicament. Uh, it is an interesting piece because when we talk about Joel, uh, Joel is now, though he's in chapter two, Joel is the minor prophet with a major message. Joel is 
talking, um, he is recording and, and warning the people of Judah. Uh, he really started in chapter one, but then he intensifies in chapter two. And so he is talking to them because the theme of chapter two is really God's divine judgment. Uh, the, 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 the overall theme is that there's a consequence uh, to, to, to being unaware of the correction and or the chastisement of God. So Joel paints this picture. He uses a lot of vivid imagery. He, 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 he talks a lot about fire. You'll see things uh, about issuing dire warnings to people. He talks about horns blowing. He talks about locusts uh, to speak to the ways that God is going to gain the attention of Judah because Judah now has a problem. Judah trusted at one time, but they are functioning in an unawareness of their condition. And can I tell you something, and I'm going to give you this for free. When you're unaware of your condition, it's hard for you to gain traction in where you are. The reason why some of us are not able to move forward right now is because we are unaware of our condition. How many family members, how many friends, how many coworkers, how many people do you know who are functioning unaware? And dare I say, how many churches? How many churches are like Judah? How many churches are in this place where we are functioning, but we are functioning unaware? It is this unawareness now that causes God to try to get their attention. And anytime God wants to get your attention, he's going to give you a sign you cannot refute. So I got to tell you this. The reason why Joel is speaking now in this warning uh, is because God has already given the people signs, and they missed the signs. Whatever you do, brothers and sisters, hear me this morning, you can't afford to miss the signs. Maybe the sign for you is a pattern of somebody's behavior that you were trying to overlook. I'm telling you, you can't afford to miss the sign. Maybe you prayed for God to do something and you say, God, close this door and God slams the door in your face and you're still playing with the handle. Maybe the closed door is a sign. Judah is now in the place that they are in. They are in a place of now distress. They are in a place of weariness. They are in a, but they are unaware of their condition. So the, the prophet comes to issue them a warning that, be, that where they are is not working. Here's my question to you this morning. What is it going to take and how long will it take for some of us to realize that where we are is not working? There has to be an awareness of condition. Joel kind of seems drastic uh, in his approach, uh, but that's how far gone Judah was. Uh, they, 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 they have a reason to be worried, uh, but they're not worried. <laughs> they have a reason to be scared, y'all, but they're, they're not scared. They are unaware of their condition. What condition are y'all overlooking today? What condition are we overlooking? What is God trying to say to us in our surroundings? This is something I teach to my churches all the time. You ought to be able to see the hand of God in everything. That is, whether he is upholding it, whether he is shifting it, whether he is correcting it, you ought to be able to see his hand in everything. So now, Judah, the danger of what's going on with the children of Judah and the tribe of Judah is that they do not realize 
They do not realize how detrimental their current condition is. They are in a rebellious state, yet they are unaware. And might I suggest to you that sometimes while we are in seasons of rebellion, even subtle rebellion, because I know because some people struggle with the word rebellion because it seems strong, but, 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 but subtle rebellion is simply not doing what you know that you're supposed to do, making excuses for not doing and why you can't go forth in, in a particular season and or time and or for a task. So Judah now is in that predicament where they have to become aware of their condition. Joel's attempt now to, 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 to raise awareness in the coming of, the, in essence, the universal judge doesn't go unnoticed. But listen to what happens. There has to be an awareness of condition if we are going to fully recover. But then there has to be a repairing of covenant. All right, so I said awareness of condition, but there has to be a repairing of covenant. Newsflash, everybody, there is no moving on from what you won't repair. Uh-oh, uh-oh, somebody hung up the phone. There's no, there's no moving on from what you will not repair. I know, I know, we love to just get up and keep going, right? That's what we were taught. We were taught don't look back, just keep going. Uh, but, but there is no true moving on from what you don't repair. And I pray that sticks in somebody's spirit today uh, because you can't move on until you get it right. There's some stuff that we will not be able to glaze over. There are some things that we will not be able to shift to until we repair what was covenant. All right. Now let's talk about covenant real quick. Uh, sometimes when a problem seems so overwhelming, uh, the, the solution can actually be quite simple. Now, Joel transitions from highlighting the condition of the people of Judah. He makes them aware, uh, uh, but now he gives them the antidote. He gives them the solution to their problem. Now, uh, while we understand that we don't lose salvation, I, I do want to make it clear the condition of the people. Uh, uh, Judah's own ways, their ideologies, their thoughts, their patterns have now placed them in bad standing with God. They're not right with him. They are, they, they, they are now challenged. They have, God has not removed himself from the covenant, but now they have removed themselves. They have allowed themselves to be carried away. They have allowed themselves to form their own opinions, their own thoughts. And now, while God is still near them, they are now far from him. Covenant has been compromised. And while God has not left them, listen, his grace lifted and they left him. Joel now does something interesting. After highlighting their errors, after highlighting their wrong, and after making them aware of their condition, he offers them a chance. He calls them into national repentance. What is national repentance, Pastor Winston? I'm glad you asked. That is not just where the leaders are, are crying out. That, that ain't just where the church mothers are crying out. That ain't where the deacons are crying out. That is where everybody in the nation has to repent. He calls them into that place. He calls them into fasting and weeping and praying. He calls them, some of them go into lamenting uh, because the plight of this covenant is waiting. I, I want to say this for somebody who's struggling this morning and, and struggling to see themselves in covenant. 
when you agree to what God has for your life, when you walk in or when you say yes to what it is that he desires of your life, you are making, you are entering into covenant with him. Now, Anytime there was a cutting of covenant in the Bible, there was bloodshed. That's how serious it is. And so it is important that we understand that now Judah has compromised their covenant. And, and, and while it would be great to say that grace just allows you to skip over the part of repair, grace is not an antidote. Uh, grace is not a... A, a quick fix or a hack for repair. So now the nation has to do something. Can y'all see us today? Can you see us looking like Judah? Can you see us now having to go into national repentance? I know, I know, but, but a thousand of us go to church, but, but a million of us go to church. Well, according to this scripture, now he calls them into a national repentance. Joel is now serving as a covenant mediator. He's between the people and he's between God. He understands that covenant has been violated, but now repair has to take place. Can I tell you something? And I'll give you this for free. Uh, uh, some of us have been opening up wounds, right? We, we're Even in our telling of stories, even in our rehearsing things, we're opening up these wounds, uh, but we're not closing them up. If you're going to open something up, you got to make sure that you close it back. Uh, even in testimonies, be careful how you give your testimony. Are you wrapping that thing around? I tell my members all the time, don't, 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 don't give a testimony you can't close out. You, if you're going to tell us how you went down in the valley and you're going to tell us how you were in the hospital for 30 days, make sure you wrap it back around to let us know the grace that restores. Make sure you let us know that God is a healer, that he's a deliverer. Make sure that you close that out. And now, Joel, that's what I like about Joel. Joel did not just point out a problem, but Joel says to the people, while your condition is bad, there is a way you can come back from it, and that is to repair the covenant. Be careful, people of God, what you enter into in this season, because any time you enter into a covenant, God is going to make sure that you carry out the weight of that covenant. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. You thought saying yes was simple, but what if I told you that if you say yes to God concerning a certain thing, that he will make sure one way or the other that you carry the weight of your side of the covenant. Now Judah is feeling the weight. He does not alleviate themselves from their side of the covenant. In fact, he makes them feel their side of the covenant. I want to speak to somebody today who's involved in something they know is God-ordained. You know God sent you. You know this is what God gave you. Uh, you know God gave you that thing. You know God gave you that thought, that vision. Yet you're struggling to maintain your covenant because it's getting weighty, because it doesn't seem to be working as fast as it's working for everybody else. Uh, what makes covenant work is when there's a marriage between God and his people. All right. All right. I just gave you, I, I just gave it to you right there. What makes covenant work is when there's a marriage. Some of us started our plans with God, 
we lost him somewhere along the way, or we tried to get him out of there some kind of way, or simply forgot about him. And now we're trying to make it work without him. Judah started off right, but they began to move forward. And as they moved forward, some kind of way, they, they forgot to include God in the covenant. The covenantal reference between God and Judah must be repaired now because there's a breach. But how can we function in his name unless we be in covenant with him? But then check what happened. So there had to be a repairing of covenant, but then there had to be a reinstatement of commitment. All right. Forward movement without a plan is like a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. I'm trying to help y'all. How do we go from here is a question that has to happen in post repair. Anytime there has been a breach, the question should be asked. You, some of us need to ask the question, even today, how do we go from here? Somewhere after true repentance, listen, the nature of Joel speaking changes now. He goes from a rebuke now into a prophetic song. We saw the destruction and the chastening, uh, uh, but now the people have to recommit themselves to God. When you've stepped away, when you've stepped out, when you walked out, when you got mad, when you put up your money, when you got frustrated, there has to be a reinstatement of commitment. My grandma used to say it like this. Uh, there are some things you just can't come through the back door on. Some things you got to come through the front door. And so now because the people have erred, because they have walked away, because they have broken their end of the covenant, now there has to be a reinstatement of their commitment. But listen to this. Joel's prophetic song to the people is that once you recommit to God, then he'll recommit to you and your situation will change. Now, where sin abounds, the good news is grace superabounds. But, 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 but crisis is now adverted, and the tides are getting ready to turn. I want somebody to receive that today. Uh, somebody just type that in on your phone and make sure you keep that. The tide is getting ready to turn. God reaffirms his commitment now uh, uh, through what I like to call the turnaround. Uh, he says, my commitment to them will be that I will give them the grace to recover. Ah, there, there were some people who lost a lot of stuff to locusts. There were some people who, who, who lost a lot of stuff to the canker worm. There, 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 there were some who lost to the great army. But you, children of Zion, have been graced to recover. Joel prophetically tells the people. Now, now I want to make sure we get this because a lot of times when we hear this preach, we hear that God is going to restore, and usually people are using that as, as, as a way to negate the responsibility that happens just a couple of verses beforehand. This is not what is happening. This is a prophetic song, which means that Joel is telling the people, if in fact you do this, this is what God is going to be able to do for you. Joel now tells the people that while you have not yet recovered, the key to your recovery is in your commitment to God. He says, the Lord says, you will eat in plenty and you'll be satisfied. He says they'll experience the former rain and they'll experience the latter rain. Now, here's something you got to know. In the east, the former rain falls around sowing time, somewhere around sowing time. 
so it's necessary, in other words, for a seed to germinate. That's the former rain. It helps things to, to begin the process of growing. It helps seeds be nurtured and, 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 and even to produce early on. But then the latter rain falls close to the end of a season. So, so its job then goes from, from, from unlike the former rain, which germinates the seed, the latter rain ripens the grain. It ripens the harvest. It prepares it for the sickle. What does that mean? Only a God could do something like that. Only a God that we serve could do something like that. Not only does he say he'll redeem the time, but he'll redeem the stuff. But here's what I like. He's not going back to give you. He didn't make the people younger. Hear me. He says, I will restore to you the years. He didn't say I'm giving you age back. He didn't say I'm going to rewind the time chronologically for your age. But what he says was that the stuff that you lost in process, I will redeem and make up that stuff. So while in your physical age, you have gotten older, <laughs> while in your process, you have gotten further, I will make sure that the stuff you were supposed to have, that you will have that and you will suffer no lack, and then never again will my people be put to shame. Listen to me. The grace to recover is going to be in your commitment. Many of us believe that just because we are accountable, we believe that we're submitted. But being accountable to God and being submitted to God are two different things. Accountability is when you tell God what you're going to do. But submitted is when you ask God, what would he have you to do? Judah was accountable, but they weren't truly submitted. And Joel comes to tell them, once you move from accountability into submission, the grace to recover is indeed on your life. Listen, I pray today, and I pray that this declaration touched you in a special way. You have been given the grace to recover. There are some people who have lost to the locust. There are some people who have lost to the canker worm. There are some people who have lost to the great army, but you who hear my voice, you've been graced to recover. What may have done something to others, what may have destroyed the crop of others will not destroy the crop that you have. I declare and I decree that you will experience the former rain and the latter rain, but it's according to your recommitment to God. Where do you find the place of healing? Where do you find the place of deliverance? You find it in your commitment to God. Joel is calling the people into repentance. I don't know which area you saw yourself in today, but I guarantee you saw yourself in one, if not two, if not three. You must be aware of your condition. Know where you are. Know what's around you. Know, know what season you're in. And then you got to make sure that if you have breached the covenant, if you have reneged on the contract, if you have stepped out of the agreement, you got to make sure before you look to move forward, you repair. And after repair, there is still work that has to be done, and that's going to come through your commitment. Listen, God bless you all. Uh, I pray that this word blessed you. For those who are on and who, who got on late or who got on just a little bit after, uh, we'll take this time to just have greetings again uh, for those who 
have just gotten on or maybe got on a little bit later, just come off of mute and say good morning to us. I'd love to hear from you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Sister Deborah. Patrice hey, good morning, invited Sister Deborah. me. All right. Well, welcome. Me. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. This is Catherine. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Victory family. Good morning. Good morning, Ms. Krishanda. Great declaration. Yeah. Good morning, Krishanda. Good morning, Suzanne. Good morning. Good morning, morning, God. Good morning, God. Good morning. Great morning. E.K. Dawson, great word, sir. Yes, sir. God bless you. Good morning. This is a great word. God bless you. Thank you so much. Good morning to you. Good morning. It's beloved Barb. God bless everyone. Good morning, Barb. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Great, excellent declaration. Thank you. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. God bless you. Hey, good morning, Pastor Winter. Didi, blessings. Good morning. Blessings to you. Good morning. Good morning, morning. Brother E. Good morning, Brother E. How are you? Good morning, brother. Their victory family. God bless you all this morning, Brother Jeff. Good morning, Brother Jeff. Good morning to you. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Excellent declaration. Thank you. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning to you. God bless you. Good morning. Great morning. God morning. It's magnificent. I have grace to recover. Thank you. Awesome declaration, Pastor. God bless you. Good morning to you. Good morning. We've been graced to recover. Good morning, morning. Mrs. Juanita. Great declaration. Good morning. Good morning, Juanita. Good morning to you. Good morning, Pastor Winston. On this thankful Thursday, thank you for letting me know that being restored, I got work to do, and I am graced to recover. God bless you. This is Rochelle. God bless you, Rochelle. Good morning to you. All righty. This is my favorite time. Uh, Let's talk. Let's talk. Love, life, and victory. Let's talk about it. Let's have a discussion. Uh, Please give me your thoughts. Give me something that stuck out to you. Uh, Give me anything that just kind of hits you. You know, sometimes things kind of hit us and we say, ouch, you know, or we say, all right, uh, got it. Uh, or, Or maybe something that, you know, really, really encouraged and or inspired us. Let me know how things were going, what you were thinking as the declaration was going forth. Hi, this is Sister Sylvia again. One thing, a lot of things uh, stuck out. I really appreciate this declaration. It it just speaks to so much, especially when you're um, looking for your purpose and when you realize what it is through God's um, word and what it is that it's going to take and to realize that you're in your your season. Um, 
One thing, though, being a recovering addict, as soon as I heard you say after recovery, there is work to be done. Boy, that just really stood out because, you know, in recovery, once you realize you have a problem and you're powerless over that problem and you ask God to deliver you from it, then that's when the real work begins. That's when the maintenance, that's when the um, looking down inside to find out how did you get to that point in the first place and being ready to deal with it, you know, through the 12 steps, through, you know, through God's word or a combination of it all. And so the work begins in restoring, you know, and, re, and re, re, you know, going through what God uh, is having you to go through. People don't just, you know, it's no such thing, they say, as recovered. You're always, always recovering, no matter how many years you have clean, because the work never stops. You have continued to work and maintain um, the maintenance part of it. Uh, is doing whatever it takes to stay in uh, clean, to stay sober, to stay, you know, in alignment, you know. And so that's what I'm contributing this to, that whatever it takes to stay, to be restored and to be recovered, we have to stay on God's plan and whatever that is for me to have. Um, I like the part that you talked about that, you know, grace, grace not being a permission to be reckless. You know, uh, I often have in my past uh, life thought, you know, it's okay if you do this or that because just ask God to forgive you. But, you know, even just like, again, with recovery, you know, they said, you know, part of addiction is, is it's insanity. You know, doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. You know, it's insane. And it's no different, you know, whether we're Christian or whether we're, you know, a person in recovery that, there has to be some shifting. There has to be some change. And if we, I don't realize my condition and be willing to shift or make some changes, then nothing will change. God, you like you said, he doesn't take, I know he didn't take his hand off of me, you know, when I was in my addiction. I know that because I wouldn't be sitting here right now, you know. But after a while, he had to allow me to go through the consequences, you know, of everything, whether it was losing your children, of course, getting in, and being able to commit and surrender. I think God is just in this season, any time we're going through stuff, is just looking for our surrender. And once we surrender, then that's when the work begins. But we have to be committed. But I just thank you for your declaration. I'm going to study uh, this book of Job and compare it with the notes and just really thank you. It's a blessing. Thank you so much for that. Um, you know, I, I think in everything, we have to kind of find ourselves somewhere in the text. I do believe that. And uh, I do believe that if we look hard enough, uh, we can see ourselves. Thank you for drawing that parallel. But also thank you for letting me know uh, that that word did not fall on deaf ears. I appreciate you so much. And I praise God even for your recovery and the constant commitment uh, to the work that it takes. <laughs> Anyone else? Pastor. Hey, Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Didi. I heard someone else trying to speak. Um, I want to take to tell you thank you for saying that people are functioning unaware. That's so huge and that's so true. And we really got a chance to see people like we. The math thing wasn't anything new because when you're functioning behind what you won't um, address, 
you can't heal. There's no moving on from what you want repair. You gave me so much. But what really got my attention is when you talked about restoring of things and how it's not chronological. Um, It's so true because I'm going through my season now with my new grandbaby. um, I almost died when I had her mom, who will be 26 February 1st. So here we are coming up on the anniversary of all of that, right? And so as I hold my grandbaby, because for my daughter's first six months, I couldn't tend to her because I was an ICU, just a long, my testimony's been shared. But yesterday, even as I was holding River, God just began to tell me, I promised you beauty for ashes. I promised you that I would restore the time that you missed with Alyssa. You're going to get it back. And I'm 53. I have no business with no new uh, three-month-old baby <laughs> to care for, but that's what he said. He promised me. So as, as much hurt as I had mentally, you know, postpart, almost lost my mind. He restored that. And, I'm, you know, so I, it, that part just got me in tears because it's so real to me. And I guess people say, she not the only one that had a granddaughter, but you don't know my story. You don't, you weren't there. So just this, how he restored that time for me. So I, I really embrace every single second that I get. And even how he moved me out of my job to be home in this time. So I don't have to be out in the world. I have time to spend with her. So just thank you this morning. That was awesome. You said so much. And then to be careful what you enter into. Man, God can close yeah. some doors that I asked him to close. Why am I still trying to, to, to turn that lock, that knob? Girl, if you don't go about your business, sit down. So thank, thank you so much. Bless you, Dee Dee. That is uh that is that that uh I always enjoy um hearing from you, but it is uh I think it is just great to kinda know when you can see what God has really, really done. Uh, like you said. And I that that thing really stood out to me because sometimes when we talk about redeeming the time, we feel like we're supposed to get some age back. And that's not how that worked. You know what I mean? He didn't let them go back into a a previous season or previous situation, but he did restore unto them uh, and and promised that he would restore unto them what they had lost in the time that they felt like they lost. Anyone else? Anyone else? It's it's Krishanda. Good morning. I need to have somebody to mute their lines on that pots and pans. Somebody really needs to hear this. Thank you. Um, I want to piggyback. Um, I was actually going to comment on the functioning on the wheel too, but um, what you said about uh, God has given you signs, but you've missed the signs. Maybe the doors, uh, the the door is closed. Uh, sign. Um, and then at the functioning unaware, I I think about how um, you know when you become aware of who your God is. I mean, people we say to God be the glory. We say he, um, you know, the first and the last, he's the king of kings, and we say all these things. But once you become aware that you're in the pigsty, the prodigal son, once you become aware uh, that he asked you, do you want to be made whole, and you decide, you know, he's asking me, yes, I want to be made whole. Um, it's, uh, it's interesting when your eyes become open to the truth. And so to God be praised for your uh, your declaration this morning. Um, hopefully um, I don't uh, miss my sign <laughs> in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> we declare you will not miss it. We, we stand in faith. Um, now, I can be honest and say there were some seasons where I completely missed it, right? Um, and, uh, and as a result of that, some things kind of, happened and i think that when they happened i was kind of like well well where did that come from you know and god had to remind me like you know uh 
dude, I, I gave you three times about the right. same thing. I showed you three times uh, in three different ways. And because you were so in it and because you were so deep, you did not see, uh, you, you couldn't even see. And that, that's dangerous when you function uh, so well in, in being unaware that it becomes a part of your routine. Uh, then you start kind of believing your own hype, right? You believe your own lie, and, and anything else that you might be dealing with, uh, you 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 don't really see the holes or the gaps in it. So I appreciate you for that. Thank you so much for that. Right. He says, "Will you be made whole?" Right. He says, That's "Do it. you?" I mean, some people say, "I want to be better. I want my life to change." But do you really, in your heart, want to be made whole? Do you really, right. really? He's asking in Jesus' name. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Anyone else? Oh, yeah. I'm Sister Deborah. Thank you so much for the word. Um, um, it was just God is so good that, you know, what I'm going through right now, the word was just, I, and I just happened to get on today. No, it wasn't no, it's was his, his grace and his mercy that had me have to move my car and have to hear this. You know, heard what I heard when you first talked about, um, not being aware so I've, I've been suffering with some this illness that i didn't really wasn't aware of how it was affecting my life and then god in his grace he showed me what it was uh he he fixed the situation and i'm starting to recover and um but then you were saying that there's some more work that i had to do so i was accountable to god and all that and you know praying and doing everything but now i see because now i like i'm so used to turning the people in my pain of the situation that i'm recovering from but something in my spirit kept saying no go keep going to god didn't he help you through the pain keep going to yeah. him so when you were sharing about you know i'm accountable but i am i keep submission keep i have to keep submitting to him even this morning, before I got on this line, I'm in pain from the I'm recovering, so I'm feeling a little pain, you know, emotionally. Yeah. But so my my thinking keep telling me, okay, call your girlfriend, call this one, call this one, and I and and something in my spirit said, nope. Remember, you're just gonna keep going to God because He's fixing it. I was in so much emotional pain, and I cried out to God, and He fixed it that quick. You know. Yeah. So I have to keep submitting to Him, keep submitting to Him, and 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 doing my part and. And then and, and when I turned on the station, you know, the, today, you, you, you made it, he made it so clear to me. That's what you're doing. You're doing it right. You're submitting to God. You're not calling. You put on the, you went to the station, you know, you went to the, to the prayer, prayer line. Instead of yeah. picking up that phone and calling somebody, yeah. you went on the prayer line. You know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. over, overwhelmingly grateful. Thank you so much for your word. God bless you, and I pray that uh, as the days go on and as the weeks go on, you will experience less pain uh, in Jesus' name. Thank you. Good morning, Pastor Winton. This is Miss B. I have enjoyed your, um, I don't want to say sermon, but your talk this morning is what I needed. Um, what scripture reference did you give us? I missed that. That's Joel, Joel, the second chapter, the 23rd through the 26th verse, but you could just honestly read the entire chapter. Thank you. No problem.
Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so very much. I've enjoyed your declaration. What what stood out for me was the purpose, and I've really come to see that there's really purpose and pain if you take the time to wait on the Lord. I also thank you for the scripture, the one that talked about um, restoring the years that the Kanka woman, the local locust have taken away. It's a long time I remember that scripture, and um, I'm glad you brought that back. It's been a blessing joining the prayer line. I joined you last week, and uh, I look forward to it every day. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, and God bless you, woman of God. Good morning, Pastor Winston. This is Sister Priscilla. Um, I don't, I thank you for the word, absolutely. But I don't say, I, I don't know, I'm not tiptoeing through the tulips about all this. Um, that's the only thing that's coming up for me. <laughs> um, why is that? Because there's work to be done. And this is serious right. business right here. Mm-hmm. You know, it definitely resonated with me. No question about it. It's very timely. Um, we all have our stuff, uh, private process, public purpose. That's right. That's what the word was yesterday. It's amazing that this, was, and then this today, okay? That's what Dion said, private process, public purpose. And that's wow. what I, exactly. <laughs> that's why I said this is, this is intense. For me, and I love it. Don't get me wrong. This is very vitally necessary. But the question that I have is how many people, and I love what Dee said, how she was aware of, you know, God's promises to her at the time that it happened. And she's so in the present moment, she's aware. And I love that. I love what the other sister had to say about the 12-step program and the recovery, because that's real. And that's whatever 12-step program that you're in, Whatever you're going through, um, there's always, and what you said, recovery afterward. I mean, and there's more work to do. And then there's continual work to do. I happen to know a good friend of mine who was strung out on crack and recovered, and he's always telling me it's a continual thing. I'm always reading about staying in recovery. Well, if your walk is with the Lord and you're with the Lord and you're hearing from him and and, and you're intentional and you're submitting to him, then it's always, it's always anyway. I tell you, <laughs> the walking with the Lord <laughs> and going through the process, it makes you ask, absolutely ask your question, how many of us are truly restored? How many of us are really submitting and walking through? And how many of us are really obtaining the promises? I love the fact, though, that I have the grace to recover. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, thank you, God, for that, because that's where I stay on that. From this message, I have the grace to recover. Now do the work that it takes to recover. And you've got to submit to God and you've got to hear from God to know what specifically you need to do with your walk and your purpose with God. That's all I have to say. I'm just not, I'm, I'm grateful. Don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful for the message. But the work, the tip, I'm not tiptoeing through this. It's not a thing that yeah. I, I hope I'm making myself clear. I hope I'm, you understand what I'm trying to say. Cause I, Absolutely. I'm, 
Okay. <laughs> Good. Absolutely. That's how that is how I felt in delivery, just so that you know. So the 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 side to God shifting plans and, and all of that in terms of what I was going to say, uh I was really on the first thing he gave me, right? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, this is going to be good, you know. Uh, but but this um, is, is a call and it is a challenge to work. Yes. And so you're absolutely right. This is like a charge. And when we start talking about covenant, I mean, just to put that into perspective, sometimes we believe that our yes is simply our yes, uh, but we don't really think about you know, we've signed a contract of sorts. We have entered into a major agreement. And there have been seasons, Pastor Priscilla, where I have completely pulled out of my side of covenant um, just because. I mean, because there were things happening, because, uh, you know, it put me in a funny place, just whatever it was. Uh, so this definitely wasn't the, the, the you know, <laughs> it was a challenging word. I'll put it like that. So I totally understand. You know what you just called me, and someone has told me that before. You know what you just said? You said, Pastor Priscilla, I am not a pastor. <laughs> oh, praise God, and I don't want to be either. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have told about 40 people already that, that people who have influence by way of a story and all of the above, if you have influence, whether, you know, whether or not, whatever, if, if, if there is an area and or level of influence, you are indeed some sort of shepherd. Uh, yeah. I understand. So, yeah. Amen. <laughs> that was nice. Good morning, Pastor Linton. This is Lisa. Um, I was riding into work, and um, I got my earpiece in. I hope you can hear me. And um, I wish yeah. I could have pulled over in the rain <laughs> on the freeway and wrote down some stuff. My God, um, I'm definitely going to go with pencil and paper and find the playback and listen to it. But you said some things that um, stuck out. And I know when things resonate within me, I can remember them or I can recall them to my spirit. You said so much. One thing that jumped out to me is about um, praying, right? The whole nation needs to come together and repent, not just the leaders, not just the people in the forefront, not just, you know, our shepherds, not just because we are God's people. So it's a body of yeah. Christ together. We're not expecting the sinners. They don't know them. They don't believe. It's the body of Christ. We come together and do that Second Chronicles 7 and 14. I mean, if we would just try it, set it out for a day and really repent and go back to God as a body, as his body, I, I can't even imagine what would happen. I mean, we're so separate and divided and doing our own thing, and everybody thinks this is going to work and that's going to work. But he laid it out plain for us, and he wants a commitment from his people. Um, and I think that he has had so much grace on us. <laughs> I know we're in a dispensation of grace because um, we could have been wiped out so many times like the children of Israel. Um, so I'm so grateful for that. And um, I, I think that's just going to be kind of something that's in my brain. Every believer that I talk to, okay, what are we thinking and who are we listening to? And are we in alignment with God's plan and his agenda opposed to our own? Another thing, you talked about that ladder and that former rain. Thank you for um, giving more 
more um, insight into that because I, I would always hear it, and I didn't do the work to study it myself, but, but how that latter rain is necessary and what it does because the former rain had already done what it needed to do. So now this latter rain is coming to help produce this thing that was given birth to. I love that. And looking at the word rain, if you replace that R and put a P there, there's that pain. So there is yeah. purpose in the process of our pain, and nothing is wasted. It's absolutely necessary. And so you talked about touching that doorknob. I love to say that if we would just remove our foot out of the door as God is trying to close it, it wouldn't be so hard. Um, that's just yeah. another way to look at it. Um, yeah, so yeah, thank you so much. I love how you tied everything together um, and just made it so plain and so relevant, and what it did for me was it made it real. So, so your word did not fall on um, um, un, unfertile ground, just like you're hearing everybody else comment in the comments as great as well, you guys. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much for that. Uh, you have truly encouraged me, uh, but also I know that somebody else who needed to hear you talk was encouraged. So I appreciate you and be safe uh, going in. Oh, I made it in. I'm sitting at my desk now, so I'm going to work. All right, good. Good, good, good. Hey, Anyone Winston. else? Hey, Pastor Winston. I thought, um, I'm like Priscilla. I thought I was gonna tip tap, tip top, get past that subtle rebellion. I was just like, did he say subtle rebellion? And so many times, that's exactly what it is. And and you talked about, you know, slamming the door and playing with the door handle. That's that subtle rebellion. So I definitely, that right there resonated with me because I'm always pondering on, um, did I do the right thing um, in the situation that I'm in? I didn't go and, you know, talk to talk to the outsiders. I went to my sisters in Christ. I went to the Lord. Um, and I found that to be so much more peaceful than trying to get my point across to the outsiders who, who, who could validate, but to my sisters that can pray with me and help me to understand spiritually, um, you know, to stay where I was and to do what was right. So I thank God for your word today. It was definitely on point. It has been um, connected to um, our Archer Circle last night and um, God bless you. Thank you. Bless you. Uh, I think that is ultimately what we teach and preach for, and that is what the word is supposed to do. We are supposed to uh, not only be encouraged, but be challenged, be pushed. Um, and I tell people, if you've been in Christ long enough and you've been reading the word every day and you've been doing all that you do, um, you know, we, we ought to be better people. We ought to be better people. And so I have personally challenged myself in the area of my recommitment to God, which is why I closed on that, because it's important to know that sometimes we heard that text preached as what has happened, but it is not what has happened. It is what would happen if the people would follow the instructions. And so, uh, you know, I see ourselves even, even as a nation, uh, where would we be if we follow the instructions? Anyone else? Anyone else? Real quick. Yeah, hey. I just wanted to say, touched on, you know, we always quote, and we all know, we know the scripture, it's my people, we quote that. But that scripture right there has really taught me, it's more to it than quoting it. We really got to do what it says. So that tied into, like you said, the nation praying and not just the leaders, but we all as believers have to do um, what we're supposed to do. And that's not saying stuff that we know 
we shouldn't be in. You know, um, another thing I was thinking about, about the restoration and stuff, Grace Restored has really pulled my hair back. If it wasn't braided, I probably would look like Buckwheat. But um, that Grace Restored, oh my goodness, was amazing. I like, I never thought about um, it that way. And then when you said, like, I always, you know that song, going to the enemy's camp and take back what the, uh-uh, that has always did something to me because it's like, I'm not going, I'm not, see, this is how I look at it. Whatever God has for me is for me and the enemy can't take it anyway. I really feel that's like right. um, we have to be careful with that. And that's why I wanted to really share. I'm getting really emotional because I need to think about just how God really like, like, again, my bet is it'll be 26 years, February 1st, that I literally almost lost my life. So when I look at the restoration process, and then when you said that, it's not age, it's not time. You can't get back time. I don't care how much Bitcoin, no. none of that. You can have all that, but you can't buy back time. That's so raw to me. Like, I'm going to enjoy just, you know, losing a, a lot of loved ones, but to really enjoy my 79-year-old mom. All that makes, even given her, like who gets to really spend time with their great grandchildren and still be in their, you know, she has all her faculties and she's not, she doesn't have dementia. She drives and she, you know, that's a, that's a restoration to me because she literally lost that's her right. life when I almost died. So I just, man, that's so dope. And now look at me working at my, at the preschool that my three black beautiful nieces, um, that's God. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Y'all make sure you take that word with you this week. Make sure you take that with you throughout your week, throughout your day, that you've been graced to recover. Uh, you know, it's okay to tell what has happened. It's okay to kind of rehearse, you know, if you have to at times or whatever the case may have been. But I want to make sure we don't get stuck there, uh, that, that we understand that while everybody has not recovered, um, and some people, again, like I said, the locust did take some people out. The locust did remove some things from some. Uh, but you have been graced to recover. So uh, I pray that that was a blessing. I pray that the word was a blessing to you. Uh, I thank God for you all. I thank God for the Declare Victory family and uh, for all who help make it work. Uh, I know how difficult it is to try to do ministry from week to week. So I can only imagine, you know, again, trying to maintain and trying to keep the call and do all of the above. But look at the people and so many people that it is blessing. Um, and so, again, I just wanted to celebrate you all for your commitment, for your faithfulness, um, and encourage you all to, again, sow into it wherever you can and however you can. Uh, just make sure. Uh, that That's something I'm big on teaching uh, is, is, is honor. Uh, and I think that the church, uh, meaning the body of Christ, uh, has to learn how to do a better job with honor, honoring God. Um, honoring those who God has placed in our midst to provide leadership to us in any capacity, whether it be a prayer ministry, whether it be a church, uh, whatever it is, if it's in his name, then certainly uh, we want to make sure that we are we are being great stewards of it. So again, I celebrate you all. Thank God for you all. I am going to pray, uh, and then I am going to release us into the rest of our week. God, we love you and we honor you even today. God, we, we, God, we thank you for the opportunity and the privilege of prayer. God, we thank you for the word. We thank you, God.
God, that we're able to hear and understand. I pray now for the person who is battling God, even in the middle of a decision. I pray for the person who is in between pain and purpose. God, I pray now for those who need healing in their situations, healing in their physical bodies, God, healing in their spirits. God, we trust that what you have said concerning us is true. So as we go into this week, as we go into the rest of our week, as we go into the rest of our life, we trust you. We trust you. And we say, God, even we repent. God, call us into a place of repentance, God, if we are in a place of rebellion, God. Allow us to understand that it is you who opens up and closes all things, God. God, we thank you for blessing us abundantly. And even in a pandemic, we declare and we decree that we're not going out. We're not going under. God, but you are raising us up. You are elevating us. You are giving us renewed strength. You are giving us a renewed mind and new mercies. We are prospering in a pandemic, and we thank you by faith for what you have told us in your word. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You all are relieved. Have an amazing week. Declare victory, family. Thank you all. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Have a blessed day.